Come, Holy Spirit, Lord, we give you permission to speak and to move as you desire. We pray our minds and hearts and souls will be like that fertile soil of the gospel. Your word may bear great fruit in our life. Lord, illuminate the scriptures for us. Convict and console our hearts. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. <clears throat> the prodigal son, probably the most famous passage in all of Scripture. One that we've, we've heard, we know the story. And what oftentimes happens when we know a Scripture passage, we hear the first few lines, right, and we just kind of go, oh, yeah, yeah, prodigal son, got it. Right? So how many lines did it take you tonight? Like two, three, five, and you're like, oh, check out. Let's get this thing over with. Come on, right? But I want to, I want to invite you and, and myself as well that every time the Scriptures are read, every time we break open the Word of God, to be open to the fact that it is the living Word of God. The Holy Spirit lives and moves and breathes and speaks through the Scriptures all the time. And that God desires always to speak something new to us. Actually, tonight, as I was reading the Gospel at 6 p.m. Mass, there was something that jumped out at me that I'd never really noticed before. I can't tell you how many times I've read this passage. I was like, whoa, like, okay, don't get distracted by that because it's not what you're preaching on, right? You know, it's like the Lord always has something for us. And as we can, can look into this gospel tonight, there have been books that have been read on this. So don't worry, I'm not going to write a whole book here tonight. Just about 45 minutes of a homily, uh, just enough. But I want to circle it all, focus it, ground it all in this one question. Do you and I live our life as either a son or a daughter or a slave? In our relationship to God, do we live as sons and daughters or do we live as slaves? It's one of the questions that maybe you might not be thinking about directly this passage, but, but it brings it right out for us. And if you remember, if you were with us on Ash Wednesday, that the fundamental temptation of every single sin is to believe that God is not a loving father, that he's a tyrant, and therefore I'm not a son or I'm not a daughter. And so because God's not a father and I'm not a son, then, then I got to go grab, this, I got to take control myself and I always end up in a bad place. So these two sons today, in different ways, both of them were living like slaves and not sons. The first one thinking like, man, dad's got a bunch of stuff. Who knows what he's going to do with it, right? I can't, I can't trust him. I kind of want to be my own king. So, hey, dad, give me my share of the inheritance now. Right? Like not trusting in his relationship with the father, but like, hey, give me my share of the inheritance now. And what does that say to a father? And it basically says, like, hey, Dad, I really want your stuff. I don't want a relationship with you. And it'd be nice if you were dead by now so I, so I could have this stuff. So, like, why don't just, just give it to me now? 
And then he goes off, right? He goes off to a foreign country, away. Because what's key here is that this man is wealthy man at the time, right? They don't have like banks. His wealth is in his land and in his livestock. And so literally the son's like, okay, half of the property, I'm selling it off. I don't know about you, but if I'm the dad, like if this happens, I'm like, son, you are going to be the fattened calf, okay? Like, it's over for you. <laughs> I mean, especially for, for an Israelite person, the land was sacred that God gave them. And, and family, would like, you stayed close and you lived on the family land if you had it. So for a son to say, Dad, I wish you were dead. I don't want anything to do with you. And take off to a foreign land was just the worst thing that you could do to a father. Again, why? He's, he's looking for his, his own freedom, this freedom he thinks he wants out from his father's house, but it's an illusory freedom. Because we see very quickly, right, he spins, like it's fun for a while, and then nothing. Nothing. So much so that he hires himself out to a pig farmer. Now again, for a Jewish person, it's like, man, you are a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Like, no Jews, there were no Jewish pig farm because it wasn't kosher, literally, right? Like, not good, unclean animal. So here he is at the pig farm, and then he's so hungry that he wants to eat the food that the pigs have. I mean, have you ever been that hungry? I would say that probably none of you in this room have ever been that hungry. But this is where his freedom got him, this illusory freedom, right? Not true freedom. And he's out in it. And finally, it's in that state, it's in that place that he's like, uh, maybe I was wrong. <laughs> maybe this is not right. Maybe good old dad, maybe he was right. And there's this turn. It's like us many times, right? We, we want this, this freedom, we think we know, oh, well, you know, what does God say? What, what, what is all that stuff? I'm going to go do whatever I want to do, this illusory freedom. And we run and we run. And most of the time we don't turn around until we're like flat on our face. We're like, okay, I wish I could eat the pig food. I probably should turn around now and go back home. And he goes back home and, and he, has this, he has like this repentant heart. It's actually really beautiful. Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me like a servant. Treat me like a servant, which is, which is actually true, right? Like that's, that's, that's what he deserves at this point. But we see the father who's not a tyrant, right? This is, this is where the mistake is for the son. He's not a tyrant. Like he runs out to meet him. And again, if, if I'm this father, I'm, I'm going to run out to meet him too with a baseball bat boy, you know, the neighbor that you sold half of my farm to, he's an idiot. Why did you do it? What's going on? But he runs out to meet him, and he embraces him. And all the signs of welcoming him back into a family as a son, places a cloak on him, sandals on his feet, the ring on his finger. He slaughters the fattened calf. And in, in his repentance, the father has mercy and draws him back in. 
He's no longer living as a slave, but living now again as a true son. And then we turn to the elder son, who never left home, but who too lived like a slave. Right? Because he felt like the authority of his father was something that was pressing down on him and stealing his freedom. And he did not see the love of the father's heart. He did not see the love of the father's heart. And he just felt like, man, dad's rules and all these things. But if I leave, I'm not going to have the stuff. So I'm just going to stick around because I have the stuff. But he doesn't really care about me. And I'm just working really hard. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe that's me and our relationship with the Lord. Like, ah, I don't want to go to hell, so I'm being good. You know, I'm coming to church. Golly, what is this? Doesn't really care about me, yada, yada, yada. And so the party's going on, and the elder son is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's the party about? And one of the guys working for the dad is like, oh, your, your brother? He's back. And dad threw a party for him. You know, like brain explodes. What? <laughs> I'm not going in. I'm not going. And then you have the father again. He runs out and pleads with him. Son, come in. And then the elder son, right, still acting like a slave, not seeing the heart of the father. He says, I mean, I've worked and worked and worked and worked and worked for you. And not once did I even have a goat party, right? <laughs> but your younger son, who spent half of the property, right, on prostitutes, he's got the fattened calf party. Like, what's up with that? I'm not going in. And the father, continuing to pour his heart, right, a heart of mercy. Your brother was lost and has been found. He was dead has come back to life, to come, share in this joy. Tonight, the question for all of us is, are we living as sons and daughters in communion with the Father, in seeing his, his love and his authority over us, not as a burden, stealing our freedom, but giving us authentic freedom to become who we are called to be, to live on the land that the Lord has given us in the Father's house. And yes, at times, right, the, our fallen human nature wants to run. We, we want that illusory freedom. But it, where do we end up? In the pigsty. In the pigsty. And if we've maybe stayed in the house, can we maybe approach the Father again and, and look Look at his heart, right? At the face of Jesus, who Pope Francis tells us is the face of the Father's mercy. So I want to invite you again this Lent. If you have not come to the sacrament of reconciliation, come and experience the encounter and the, and the reality of God's mercy. Like the younger son, let us go to the Father's house. Let us go to the Father's house. And if for no other reason, at least in our confessional, there's a really great painting of the prodigal son, you should come check it out, right? And while you're in there, who knows, right? 
And the father invites us as he tells the elder son, this is the response. The elder son never saw this, but this was the reality. You have been with me always, and everything I have is yours. You have been with me always, and everything I have is yours. This is offered to us and this is spoken today through the Eucharist. The Son offering his entire self. Everything is that this is my body, this is my blood, everything I have is yours. Will we turn and return to the Father's house, whether we're the elder son or the younger son? and receive this gift, and no longer live as slaves, but as sons and daughters. You have been with me always, and everything I have is yours.